We seemed to stand for an endless while, though still no words was said. Three men alive on Flannan Isle, who thought, oh, three men dead. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on History Creeps. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me, like usual, is the especially creepy Chris Chavez. What's up, people? What's going on, Chris? And also joining us, as always, is our buddy, our uh, our the guy who completes our trio. That, of course, is the uh, the Cantorous, uh, Carter Johnson. Yo. <laughs> I think that's a real word. I may have uh, used it wrong. You can make it up if you want. It doesn't matter. I did. I always do. People make know up that words. about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love so, how you introduce Chris like a like a game show host. You know, like Chris Chavez. <laughs> come on down. Well, so everybody knows Chris and I do a lot of audio together. So I have to <laughs> I say his name quite a lot. And it comes just a part of what I usually do. Uh, so. Uh, we have a very, I think this is a very interesting mystery to talk about today. Neither one of you guys said that you've actually even heard of this. I never have. But before you get into it, can I throw something out there real quick? Oh, you throw it as hard as you want, buddy. <laughs> uh, we did not talk about current creeps for this week, but I have something I want to know if you guys heard about in the news. Okay. Is this what I'm thinking it is? It's one word. Alexa. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, bring that up. <laughs> yeah, so for creepy. yeah, okay. So for listeners that don't know what this is, uh, Am- it's Amazon, right? It's an Amazon thing, right? Amazon yeah. has this weird little puck shaped thing uh, that supposedly had. Well, it's like an AI service, basically, and it, it's called a- uh, Alexa. You can basically hook up your entire life to it, uh, and then command it to help you run your life. Uh, when I say that, like you can you can connect your lights to it, TV, remote. Uh, your iPod, your phone, uh, anything, basically everything that's automated in your life and, and digital, you can pretty much connect to this thing. And then you just call her name out and ask her to do things and she'll do it for you. Like, hey, Alexa, order this from Amazon for me. And they'll be like, she'll say, sure, no problem. What size? And you're like, extra large. And then she'll giggle. But uh, <laughs> apparently... You don't, you don't <laughs> <a> treadmill, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Alexa, that was rude. Apparently, lately in the news, um, Alexa has been turning on by itself and cackling, like laughing hysterically at nothing. Uh, And it's disturbing people because apparently it happens at all times of the day and night. So you're in the middle of the night sleeping. Alexa's in your room. And all of a sudden, it just starts cackling and laughing away, waking you up out of a dead sleep. Guys, what do you do? Shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) I wake up and I shoot it because I don't know exactly what's going on, and because this is how this is how Rise of the Machine starts, man. Yeah, exactly. This is a Terminator movie right here. Yes. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's all happening. because of Alexa that starts all of it. I think she was also in a couple of cases. I saw uh, people were reporting on Twitter and such that like uh, they she would start reading like uh, funeral homes, like names of funeral homes out to people. Oh, stop! <laughs> Are you serious? I'm very serious. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, that's got to go. <laughs> yes, oh that, yeah, you're going in the trash, Alexa. Take yourself to the trash. Yeah. Yes. Uh, have Very you guys? Way, have like. you guys actually listened to it? Did you hear what it sounds like? Yeah. No, I, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? I haven't heard it. No. All right. Let's see. 
You hear that? What yep. the hell, man? That is just not, <laughs> that's not normal. That no, is it's, freaky. <laughs> that's not. Why would you make any machine be able to laugh in the first place? That's and why does she sound stoned? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the other like what like how can I mean what is she growing her own drugs in there or something <laughs> like what the. So a friend of mine, uh, I saw somebody, a friend of mine on Facebook posted this article, and there was all these kinds of comments underneath it. And a a really good friend of mine, a guy I grew up with, I've known him since I was, holy cow, I was fourteen, fifteen. Um, man, that just reminded me of how old I am, and that's kind of, that's creepier than the story. Uh, <laughs> all right, seriously though, uh, he commented on it saying that somebody he knows that lives out in California had just gone to an In-N-Out burger and got home, started eating his lunch, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Alexa goes, mm, that smells good. No, that's got to go. That's got to go. <laughs> what <laughs> in the hell? So I'm interested, I'm interested to know how often that happens. Like, I, If we have listeners who have ever experienced something creepy with Alexa, please let us know. Send us an email, uh, historycreepspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read it on the show. Uh, or if you'd like, uh, if you're a Patreon listener, uh, listener uh, you know what else you can do to get something on the show. So go ahead and go with that as well. Yeah, that's fair. I thought when you said you had a current creep sort of, I thought you were going to talk about there was this, I guess you would call it an update to a very famous uh, missing person that we've talked about on the show, a certain oh, there's pilot. A, there's a couple things. Yeah. Um, Amelia Earhart, apparently. So is this right. real? Is it actually? Uh, they, Did you they, read the? I actually read it. The the. The gist, from what I understood, and please feel free to correct me, is that a scientist came out and said that there were certain bones that were found on an island years and years and years ago, and they were ruled out to be hers because at the time, they stated that those bones were male bones in it, so they could not have been hers. Right. I remember we talked about well, that. Yeah. Yeah. So they've come around. So this scientist, I can't remember his name. I don't have the article in front of me, but he came around and said that. Uh, with the technology and such that we have today, he was 99% certain that that person was wrong and that those were her bones. But here's the kicker. and Here's why I don't understand how he's that sure, because he's a scientist. Uh, the the bones are missing. He don't have any actual bones to test. What? Yeah. So how is... So how does he even? I don't. I don't. I didn't get the story because of that. My brain turned off as soon as I read that part, and I'm like, I don't know why this is a story. <laughs> I have a different update for you. This is what I thought you were going to bring up. Did you guys see that um, recently? The uh, here's the here's the headline: the only unsolved skyjacking case in the U.S. might have a break. D.B. Cooper is Robert Rackstraw, a Vietnam vet and ex-CIA operative. An investigative team claims. Did you guys see this one? No, no, but ooh, do tell. <laughs> right? Uh, late January 2018, a startling claim was made to the media. D.B. Cooper was actually a former CIA operative, uh, alive and well, and living in Southern California. A team of private investigators hired by TV producer Tom Colbert, 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 uh, that has Colbert. been working on the mystery for several years, said they cracked a code proving the infamous hijacker is, in fact, a man who has ties to the San Diego area named Robert Rackstraw, and he is still alive. He's a decorated Vietnam War veteran and, according to investigators, an ex-CIA operative. 
The code was con- uh, contained in a December 11th, 1971 letter the cold case team got their hands on that they say was sent by D.B. Cooper to several major news outlets. The taunting letter, which the newspapers did not publish at the time, and officials said were a prank, were obtained through the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, the, let- the letter, which went to the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Seattle Times, and Washington Post, contained strings of letters and numbers at the bottom of the page. A codebreaker on Colbert's team, Rick Sherwood, was able to decode the letters and numbers, and he said they pointed to the three army units Rackstraw was connected to between 1969 and 1970 when he was in Vietnam. The encryption was meant to serve as a signal to those in his units who knew the code that he was alive and well after the jump, so they must have known it. He also taunted law enforcement by including SWS in the letters, which stands for Special Warfare School. Wow, dude, that's crazy. Bomb did that? Drop. Did they ever talk to that guy? Although his CIA employment is not confirmed, Rackstraw seventy four was not an angel by definition. They must know more about him. Uh, this is a super deep article. I just saw it recently, and uh, let's see. Who knows? Maybe they've they've got that to contact crazy, this guy man. for sure, man. I'm going to look into this more and bring it more uh, at a future, future episode. Or maybe even just the uh, Patreon listeners will hear about it. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just so anyway, <laughs> there you go. There's some updates for you, uh, Creepers. If you hear anything that we you think we should bring up on the show, uh, put it on our Facebook page. Send us a message. Uh, send us an email. We'll do it. There we go. There we go. Well, that those are pretty cool updates of stories that we've covered. Humongous Mysteries in this world that I honestly never thought would even have any sort of uh, answers to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember when we did the DB Cooper episode, we think fig- we all figured he was dead already. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of mysteries that are still unsolved, I'm bringing one to the table today. Uh, we're going to go to Scotland guys. Uh, and specifically the islands outside of Scotland. There's a group of islands that are called, and I could be pronouncing these wrong. So bear with me. The Flannan Isles, and there's a certain island among those that's called the, and I heard this pronounced three different ways. So it's called the Elian Moore Light, uh, Elian Moore Island. But there's a lighthouse on there, and that's the, uh, that's the mystery we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, uh, fellows, I want to give you a little bit of uh, information about the actual island itself because I think it's really important to this story. <clears throat> like I said, it's part of a group of islands called the Flannan Isles. They're about anywhere from 20 to 60 miles uh, from Scotland around in that area in the waters there. They're, most of the islands, actually all of them, are fairly small. Even the biggest one, which is Elon Moore, are still fairly small in size. Uh, and speaking of Elon Moore, it's not inhabited. Nobody lives there. And rarely throughout its history has anybody lived there. Very few. Uh, there's only been two structures on this island one of them is a is well it's actually just a remains now of a church that was built a long long time ago and actually you can go there now <laughs> you can actually go to the elian moore's uh you know every every place has like a website that wants you to go travel and check them out that kind of thing yeah you can actually go to that website and it talks about this cross that you can find there that's part of that church it's called a uh, saint cormac's cross it's really damaged but there's still some decorations on the side and uh, I found this pretty interesting. The the two decorations that you can make out, one of them is a hooded rider on an oversized horse, and the other one 
is monsters that are wrestling and uh, wrestling with snakes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's so, awesome. Yeah, so I thought that was actually pretty cool. And the other structure, of course, is this lighthouse. Uh, this island was dedicated to St. Flannan. He was an Irish saint from the 7th century. And there's actually a lot of folklore for these islands, as in people would believe that there were fairies that lived there. Uh, and I'm not talking about the really nice fairies who, you know, <laughs> help you out with things. These are the ones you don't want to. These are the ones you do not want to be around. Uh, a, they said there's a there's a group of little people that live there, like really small people. Uh, and on top of that, they also said in folklore that there were some giant large birds, which I thought that was a terrible combination of little people and large birds. <laughs> but uh, but apparently that, that was some of the folklore that all these things people thought were on the, on this Island. So <clears throat> uh, that, that leads us to the lighthouse, this lighthouse, uh, the Elian Moore lighthouse or the Flannan lighthouse. It's called both. Uh, it was actually built around 1895 and it was finished in 1899. Uh, it's 75 feet tall. We can actually go find pictures of it now. It's still up today. Uh, but back then, as with a lot of uh, lighthouses, they had to be uh, run by people. Human beings had to actually be there and run this thing. And this was ran by three-man teams. And they would go through shifts and it would be replaced every so often. So that gives you the background of what you need to know about this. I knew this sounded familiar. I've never so remember, it. so remember that this lighthouse was built and finished in 1899. It's it's We're also gonna, I think it's also important to point out for just in case listeners are not aware of how things like that work on these islands where there's these lighthouses, like you said, it's manned by three men three man teams uh, because they actually have to go out and live on it for a while. What is it like a week or longer? Uh, it's they, longer than a week. It's it, months. Yeah, they go. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy cow! But there's a, like the house is connected to the actual lighthouse, like itself. There's a lighthouse keeper's house, and right. I'm assuming it was big enough for three people, but they had to live there for however many months together. Um, and that's yeah, it. There I, was nothing else. What are the, like, if if one oh, of them got hurt, what they would what would they call in somebody or? Oh, they had all kinds of ways to communicate. Uh, there's actually technically it was a four member team. Because the fourth person was on the mainland, was in constant contact with them, oh, that kind of thing. Perfect. Uh, and th- like I said, they would also, every so often, they would switch people out. So there's constantly people moving in and out of there. There you go. So this place was, this lighthouse was finished in 1899. We're only going to fast forward just a little bit to December of 1900. So that's just a little over a year later, or less than a year even. December 15th. Uh, December 15th. Can you guys give me a second? Sure. There we go. Sorry, my, uh, I unplugged my uh, laptop by accident. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. All right, we're back on it. We're good. So we're going to December 1900, uh, December 15th to be exact. A ship that was passing by noticed that the lighthouse wasn't lit when it should have been. There was like a storm going on during that time. And when they reached, uh, when they actually got to where they docked at, they passed this information along. So they sent out a relief ship to this uh, to this lighthouse, and this relief ship was also carrying a man who was one of the ones who was supposed to replace one of those three guys there. This relief ship arrives at this island on December 26th. Three men were supposed to be stationed at this lighthouse. Now, remember I said supposed to be. Those three men were Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, 
And the third guy there with those was a man named Donald MacArthur. So you had these three guys who were supposed to be there, uh, Marshall, Ducat, and MacArthur. Well, when the relief ship first gets there, it already notices a red flag. And that red flag is that there is no flag. There was actually a flag staff there. It was supposed to have a flag on, in it, and there was no flag like there was supposed to be. Like an American That's flag already, or like a... This, this is in Scotland, so... Oh, I mean... <laughs> I'm <going> to... <laughs> I, mean, I meant like the country. I'm sorry. A country, the country flag, or was it like just a lighthouse flag that they used? You know what I mean? I think it's like a lighthouse flag that's always there. Okay. Or something like that. It's supposed to... But anyway, that was not there like it's supposed to be. And the other thing that was really, really odd is usually any time when the relief ship would, would arrive, at least one of the three men would come out and greet them that's supposed to be there. This didn't happen. Nobody showed up. Uh, the ship actually even went as far as to send up a flare and and, and to uh, make all kinds of loud, like, uh, I want to say honk horn, but I know ships are honk horn, but they have like a loud uh, noise that they can make. Like an air horn. Yeah, something like that. It did all those things, and still no one would come out. Now, the man, man that was on this ship who was actually there to, to replace one of those guys, his name was uh, Joseph Moore. He actually gets in a boat uh, by himself at first and goes to the shore. And he and as soon as he walked onto the shore, he already found some weird things. Uh, one of the things was, was that the gate and the door were both closed pretty firmly but were not locked. Uh, when he actually got inside... The beds were unmade. A clock was stopped for some weird reason. Uh, he actually found a chair overturned. And some of the reports you would read. Now, keep in mind when I say this, at the time when all this came out in the newspapers, they would really uh, over, uh, you know, really build things up. So uh, I could not confirm if this was true or not. But some reports said that he found table the found the table with food on it. Oh, like left now behind, he goes like back mid meal or something. Yeah, yeah but I. Couldn't confirm if that was true or not. That's just what some would say, and some said that wasn't true. So you got to take it for whatever you want. Uh, now, so he goes back to the ship and tells them, "Hey, all this stuff is really weird here, and I didn't find the the men. They're not here. I can't find them." So uh, he, they send more people out with him, and they do a second search. On this second search, they actually find a set of oil skins. Do you guys know what that is? Oil skins. I, I think isn't isn't oil skin what they used to use to keep documents in no uh what they what they're referring to for this and i had to look this up because i didn't know they were called this as soon as you, if you google it you'll be like oh yeah it's these things it's a raw it's a waterproof garment worn by sailors if you look at them now they're usually yellow uh, as soon as you see it, you'll be like oh yeah it's like a really big oh, really nice like, coat. Rain like a slickers. rain slicker yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. slicker okay <laughs> yeah so each of the men were supposed to have one there because you're on an island uh, and you're usually going to have to deal with weather and you have to be outside. So uh, there were supposed to be three there. Apparently two of those were missing. Uh, so, and again, they still didn't find them in. They looked all over that island. Like I said, the island's not super, super large. So they did a, a fairly large search around it. And they end up actually sending a telegraph back to the Northern Lighthouse Board headquarters. That's the headquarters that kind of runs all the lighthouses in that area. And here's what this telegraph said. A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall, and the occasional, I'm guessing that's what the other guy's called when he's, when he's about to leave or something like that, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. 
fired a rocket, but as no response was made, uh, was made, managed to land more. Who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped, and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. So that's what the report went went through. So this report reaches the the uh, the lighthouse board headquarters superintendent. Right, this guy's name is Robert Muirhead. That's M U I R H E A D. Now, the reason he's important to this story is not only is the this board superintendent, but he actually knew personally all three of those guys, and he was actually the one who got them that job. So. Uh, he actually went to this lighthouse himself because he really wanted to get to the bottom of this. Huh. And he ended up finding the lighthouse log. Now, this is where they were required to write down in the log everything that was going on with the lighthouse, of course. And there were some pretty interesting things in this log. Uh, on December 12th, remember, this is all well after December 26th because that's when that ship landed. On December 12th, apparently uh, Marshall had written and this is a quote from it. Severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. And then they went on to say that Ducat was very, very quiet and he wasn't making a noise. And that MacArthur was crying. Now, what's really wild about this what? is MacArthur was considered to be a very experienced and like one of those tough men, you know, a tough guy. He's an experienced seafarer too. So that's very strange. On December 13th, Marshall would write, but the storm that it was still happening, it was still raging on, and then all three of them were huddled together praying. What? And then on December, yeah, and then on December fifteenth, Marshall wrote, "Storm ended, sea calm, God is over all." Now, the thing to remember about this is this lighthouse was practically brand new; it had only been finished for a year. And also, this is where this really takes a turn. No storms were actually reported for those dates. What? Yeah, there was yeah. no actual reports of storms that actually happened. There was a storm that happened well after those dates, like on the 19th. But this is for, you know, the 12th and 13th and 14th. There's no reports of storms from any of the other uh, <clears throat> places near there. <laughs> what? This is what? Yeah. And those, and those three men were never, ever ever seen or heard from again ever dude the part that gets me is when they it's describing the other guy is just silent while the yeah. other one's crying like oh my god what is yeah, going and the man on that's, and the man that's crying is like a tough you know it's like a tough sailor guy and i just see the silent guy just kind of dead eyes staring out at the raging storm he's just rocking back and forth not saying a yeah. word yeah, so or maybe he has like his lips are moving and he's saying words, but you can't hear. A word. It's it's all silent. <laughs> it's you know what I mean. Yeah. Now there's all kinds of theories about what actually happened. I mean, let's get into those real quick. The first yeah, one. Yeah, is, yeah. Tell us some of those theories. This is this is exciting, man. Yeah, these theories range the gambit from all. So the, so just bear with me. There's all kinds of them. The first <laughs> one, of course, was that a rogue wave came out, and that's possible. It can happen. This you can find pictures of this island. It's it's pretty high up. I mean, you can find it, and this lighthouse is 75 feet tall. But if they're out on the island, I guess this could technically happen. Uh, but uh, like a rogue wave came out and washed them out the shore one time when they were out there. That's one of the one of the theories. Possible. Another another theory 
is that there was like a murder slash suicide. Now, the reason that people think this is, like I said before, some of the accounts claim that two of the three oilskins slash raincoats were missing. And that makes it kind of weird and strange. Like, if they all three went out to help things, then why weren't all three of those gone? But, right. But, of course, there was no real signs of struggle. There was no uh, blood found or anything like that. So that cannot be verified. That's just a theory that somebody had. Right. Uh, another one is that a, a random storm did come, but perhaps it was just kind of there at that one place, sort of. And it wasn't large enough that anybody else in the surrounding areas would notice it. But the winds, you you can't just have winds in one small little spot there. You know what I mean? Like he's talking know, about man, he hasn't seen for 20 <laughs> years. Somebody else on that coast is going to be experiencing those winds at some point. Yes. Or a ship or something. Jesus. You know. What else? Yes. Uh, so, and also, uh, remember I mentioned the man named Robert Muirhead. He was the he was the uh, head of uh, the 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 lighthouse organization, and he was the one who actually went there because he knew the three guys personally. Yeah. Yep. He actually had an official report. I'm going to read. I'm going to read you what he thinks happened. I am of the opinion that the most likely explanation of this disappearance of the men is that they all. Uh, that they had all gone down on the afternoon of Saturday, the 15th of December to the proximity of the West landing. That's where the boats would come to, to secure the box with the mooring ropes, etc., And that an unexpectedly large roller had come up on the Island. I'm assuming that means wave yeah. and a large body of water going up higher than the, where they were and coming down upon them had swept them away with resist resistless force. Now that's what he thinks happened. So he's in other words, he's kind of on the old rogue wave theory. But again, the things that go against hit what he said, where there's no bodies ever found, uh, the waters were supposedly calm during this time, and also those men, all three of those men, were fairly experienced at that job. Uh, they were all really experienced seafarers. And why would two wear the slickers down on a calm day and, and one not? You know what I mean? Right. Or yep, one exactly. one wear them and two. Which one? Two were missing or one was missing? It's, it claimed that two were missing. Yeah. Two of that three. doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. And of course, so you how, also- big, how big is this rogue wave supposed to be? Like, don't you don't you figure, you know, something like this, like, oh, they would see it coming and start hauling ass. Yeah, yeah. you would think. Yeah. You know, you would think so. Uh, but now, in all fairness to 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 the Robert here, uh, the, the recent storms did reach as high as 200 feet above sea level. So uh, they uh. can get fairly high. But yeah. again, there were no reports of storms or anything like that. This had to be a really, really crazy rogue wave if this was true, in my opinion. Dude, that's the thing that concerns me the most, I think, is the log. The stuff that's written in the log, it sounds like all three of them went mad. Like they went insane and and crazy. Like something happened that drove all three of them mad. One of them is writing in the log that there's a storm going on and there's no storm outside. One of them's in the corner crying his eyes out. The other one's just rocking away, staring out at the sea. Like there's, yeah, that to me, it sounds like they went insane. This is, and it's crazy. Maybe one of them did go like, you know, went off and the two grabbed their slickers to go find them, you know, thinking there was a storm or maybe there was just, you know, I don't, who knows? And they got, you know, washed out. That was actually a theory that I did hear, Chris, was that uh, 
one of them kind of lost his mind, like you were saying, and just took off. And the other two grabbed their coats and went after him to save him. But all three were lost at sea. Uh, either like he was going to jump off and try to stop them, and they all stumbled off the cliffs and stuff. You can actually, like I said, look up a picture of this island. It's, if you fell off these cliffs, it'd be very hard to be able to get back up on there. Yeah, I'm looking at it uh, now. F-L-A-N-N-A-N. Correct, yes. So, uh, yeah. And, of course, we also have some supernatural uh, people. Some people subscribe to the supernatural theories, as in everything from they, uh, they were abducted by aliens to, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, a lot of people had a lot of folklore on this island. That this island is cursed. Yeah, you know, no one is no one is supposed to be on there. Even they were saying there were tales back long ago when sheep herders would try to get on that island and herd their sheep, and they wouldn't stay there for past a day because they were just scared off of there due to the things they would see or hear and that type of thing. So uh, there's all kinds of things that this they think this could be. I remember when I first saw this story being really blown away by it just just from the fact of there was no it's like these men just disappeared they're just gone there's no sign of them you never you never see or hear from them ever again yeah that's crazy and the only thing you have are those those things in the log there and, and which is I mean, insane how you, it sounds crazy it's creepy yeah it's 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 insanely creepy it's very very much uh this is one of those that really makes me think. Like, I really want to know what happened to these guys. You know me, dude. And, like, when we talked about the uh, one of our special episodes on Patreon, uh, we covered a hotel in which one of the things I wanted to talk about was the land. Like, was there something that happened on that land? And what about these isles? And we're talking about, what is it, Scotland? Ireland? Scotland. 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 So you're talking about... A, a place on this earth where that dates back to like the druids and like pagan religions and things like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if the, what if it had something to do with that? And it's it's it, like you said, maybe cursed, maybe the spirits of who, what evil things are out there. You know what I mean? I'm oh my gosh, this is just it just sounds insane. I can't imagine what it might might have been like for those few days for those three men on the on the island. Yeah, something obviously happened. I mean, something definitely happened. I mean, why would you write those things? The reason that's the reason why the rogue wave thing is hard for me to really wrap my mind around. Yeah, because the writings are just bizarre. Yeah, that's why it doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you write those things and then a rogue wave come and be what takes you out? It just doesn't make any sense. What do you think, well, that's happened, what, Carter? That's what gets it right. Like you can. That's what I was gonna say. You can you can have a theory <clears throat> that explains part of it, but not all of it. Right. Yeah. You know, your rogue wave theory. Okay, that makes sense of, as to why they're not on the island. Um, but it doesn't necessarily explain, you know, why you found two slickers and not three. Like in that in that spot, you know what I mean? So right. What do you guys think happened? I don't know, man. I I. I <laughs> Something, something happened, obviously, but I mean, did, were they imagining this? Like, you know, did, did, did they think there was, you know, weather going on? Was it a, was it a, was it a UFO that was like causing this? 
you know, like ca- like causing some kind of weird weather disturbance or like. Yeah. But the, even if you can ex- even if you can explain why they're not there, you can't explain the logbook. Yeah. Well, the logbook is is the thing I think is really important in this. And that's the theory. And this is obviously just a theory. I cannot back this up whatsoever. But I feel that since most of the uh, reports that I read was that it was Marshall who was the one recording in the logbook. What if he was the one? This is a big what if. What if he was the one who was actually kind of losing his mind? Mm-hmm. All those things he was writing were things that he thought were happening, but yeah. wasn't really happening. And he's the one who ran out the door, going to throw himself off the cliff. And the other two guys went off to try to stop him and save him. And then they all, but the all three of them going over the cliff. I think that's part of it. <clears throat> I think what you what's missing in the story is uh, the ancient rites of pagan religions that happened on that that those islands uh that imbued the land with evil evil spirits uh that at some point within those a week time uh would you know inhabit each of these men and and they'd go crazy for a little while like you said the one guy's writing all the stuff might meanwhile the other guy really is crying in the corner all the time the other guy really is all like you know creepy and silent and stuff and then it's the creepy silent guy that goes running out and and they you know then the other two have to go chase him but i think it has there's some more evilness in this there's there's something definitely paranormal happening here and i'm not usually well, one that, to go yeah. that way you know what i mean and that's that the, the question of like why did you know if there's if they found two slickers outside it's too crazy and not dude. the and not the last one if they all went over the cliff wouldn't wouldn't the, wouldn't those two guys still have been wearing their you would, lack of a better word you raincoats would, you so would I mean, think per, yeah you would think no, those slickers would Carter, turn up per somewhere. my understanding per my understanding they found one slicker there's supposed to be three okay okay so they yeah. found one but my point is is they're uh, they're slickers man I, they, they uh, I, as far as I'm concerned I, I wouldn't think they're gonna be super biodegradable would they i mean would they <laughs> i have i have no idea i would assume I mean, you'd the see ocean, it floating the ocean's a, a really powerful thing it's crazy powerful yeah it's true one of these days it's gonna wash up on the shore this many years later you know yeah i mean it's always <laughs> that could always happen i mean just just as i mean they're all the time finding weird things washing up on shore from the ocean just this past week something Watches some weird fish washed up on shore, on uh, somewhere. So it it can happen. But the thing that's really strange, there's all kinds of islands and stuff there. Uh, nothing from these men ever showed up. Not their bodies or anything. None of ever showed up to any of these shores around yeah, there. That's the crazy thing. There's yeah. w- a lot crazy with this thing. Now, granted, there are a lot of obviously there's a lot of uh, sea animals in those waters. They could kind of do whatever they want with those bodies, I guess. But it's just kind of strange still that not something, nothing at all was ever found of these guys, not a trace of them. I agree. They have so that, feet that wash up on the Canadian shore all the time. Yeah, constantly. So, I mean, you would think that they would find, if they went into the water and, say, a shark or, you know, whatever, started nipping at them, that they'd find something. Yeah, some rain boots or something. Yes, even even if it still has a foot in it, something like that. I mean, what do yeah. you think happened, Johnny? I I have zero idea. I, I I do think I kind of lean toward what Chris sort of said. I think something was happening in that 
with those three men. One of them was losing their mind or something and ended up running out that door, whether it be because of supernatural forces or something like that. And it's really hard for me, not that I don't believe in that stuff. It's just it's really hard for me to just to say that with I think it's hard for Chris to just say that too. So it's kind of a big deal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we both that we're both kind of saying that on this. It just seems uh, there's this is the first time ever where the strangeness is just like it's too it's too weird. Yeah, it's very very creepy. Very X Files. It really is. Yes, it very much it very much is. Just and it's also and it's also one that not many people really talk about either. Yeah, I've never heard of it ever. So I don't know. I kind of think maybe something supernatural was messing with one of the men and it kind of drove him wild or something like that. I mean, it could be anything really, but well, I there's shared that, psychosis too. You know, maybe yeah. one guy started going crazy and the other two like fed, like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like fed off of it or, or it, you know, it started to warp them yeah. too. You know, they, they started believing the guys hallucinations or whatever you want to call them, you know? Right. Well, here's the sad thing to me, too. Remember when I mentioned at the very beginning of the story, I'm going back to my notes to make sure I have the date right, <laughs> that on December December 15th, that that ship noticed that the lighthouse wasn't lit. They weren't able to make, a, they didn't actually dock again until days later. And then it wasn't until the 26th, uh, the day after Christmas or their boxing day there, that a ship actually got to that island. So that's but these these log dates all happened through the fifteenth. So they actually had they actually went there on the fifteenth when they noticed this. Maybe something could have been done. Maybe they, this men would have been there. Nobody know. I mean, how could you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It is really, really, really crazy. But yeah, uh, there's all kinds of stuff you can find on this. Uh, I really encourage uh, people to. Especially check out pictures of this. I mean, I like lighthouses in general anyway. I find them really fascinating. Uh, but, like, it's a really – it's a beautiful lighthouse, and it's a beautiful island that it's on. But literally, there's hardly anything else on that island. You can see the whole island in one picture. That's how small this island is. So I encourage everybody to go check it out. It's a really wild story. And this might be the first time – in history creeps history that I think all three of us are like, it could have been something supernatural. Yeah, for real. This is insane. It's, it's, I don't know, man. So I feel that's a victory for somebody <laughs> <laughs> for the supernatural. Oh, there's yeah. two things. There's two things I want to point out about this. There's uh there's a short story called the night wire. I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's, it's very similar to this. So I feel like now I know, you know, the author of that short story probably read something about this and was like, hey, that gives me an idea. You know, yeah, the inspiration. Yeah. Um, it's on Wikipedia. So, you, you you know, it's up for free so you can read it. You should check it out sometimes about two wire service guys. And uh, one of them starts typing out really weird crap. Oh, like sweet. the log, like the log book. Um, and the other thing is, Johnny, this sounds a lot like there's there there's there's a uh, an island off the coast of Antarctica where a boat showed up there and they found a lifeboat yeah. on the shore. Yes. I think, I think I talked about that before. Oh, yeah, I, think I think we did. did. Yeah. I think yeah. Did. That, that sounds a lot like this too. Just like a super insane mystery of, you know, what is the, <laughs> what is the answer here? Like what, what, you know, there's not even enough facts to draw a conclusion here. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Just a lot of weird, strange things. And like I said, you can actually find newspaper clippings online that are from that time and read about it. And even that I started off this whole episode with a a, a part of a poem that was written by Wilford Wilson Gibson. The whole poem is just all about that incident. So there's all kinds of things that have kind of been uh, based on that. That's how weird and strange it was even at that time. I'm surprised it wasn't on X-Files. I could see Scully and, and Mulder like breaking that door open and, and the beams of the flashlights, you know, bouncing off the room, the darkness, and they're looking for the men and no one's there. Just one yeah, slicker. The, yeah, the whole time that I was, uh, when I was really re-researching this stuff about this slinghouse, it was really reminding me of a game, a video game that's that was called uh, Bioshock Infinite. There's a series of video games called Bioshock. I highly recommend those if you like video games. Great, amazing storytelling in them. Uh, but this one is uh, is the gist of it is about a lighthouse. I don't give away too much, but it's, it starts at a lighthouse and it's really really creepy. And the whole time I was thinking, this just reminds me of this. There's all kinds of weird things, strange happening there. So Sweet. I think, so I think uh, this is a this is a subject matter. That I'm really surprised hasn't gotten more attention, honestly. Yeah, yeah. this sounds this does sounds like a, a an episode of the X Files or like a low budget horror movie or you know, something something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. And I guess we're all in agreement that, you know, Something weird this, happened. This could very well be something supernatural happening here. Yeah, please, creepers, uh, go uh, comment on this. What do you think happened? Uh, I'm, I'm open to any theory. Honestly, I would love to hear what people think. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't think there's any theory that's too outlandish for this one. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, guys. That was a great one, Johnny. So, uh, yeah, we're at the end of our show. We're not doing what we normally do or we used to do. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, then sweet. But what we are going to do is shout out our thanks for to our executive producers, the people who help pay for this show and are supporting us now. Uh, we want to thank Andrew Cohen, Michael Thompson, Timothy McGowan, Daniel Chavez, and Samantha Cunningham. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. If you guys want to know how to become a patron, to get a shout out, to get a membership card. Don't worry, guys. Those are coming in the mail. I promise. Uh, extra <laughs> extra audio to listen to, uh, a say in our roundtable uh, episodes, or even a chance to be featured on the show as well. Head it over to patreon.com slash history creeps and uh, see how you can support us. We appreciate it. If you can't, we still appreciate the fact you guys listen to us and interact with us. And... I'm done talking, so I'll shoot it to you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Johnny Townsend, Carter Johnson, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, no, I'm done. I just want to stay creepy at some point. All right. Well, Yeah, I, and, mm-hmm, what Johnny said. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> once again, thanks so much for listening to another episode of History Creeps. We'll see you next week with That Side. Patreon listeners, keep an ear out. There's stuff coming your way. And once again, everyone, for Johnny Townsend, for Carter Johnson, I'm Chris Chavez. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.